and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 7-25-2016. What's new and exciting, Alex, besides you traveling all over the place? <laughs> uh, yeah, August is going to be a, uh, well, it's July, but right. August is getting started early. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the place. Just got back from uh, VCC in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. um, it was a smaller event than uh, than some of the other VCCs, um, but uh, still uh, a good event. Uh, Kevin always does a good job of, of putting the advocacy front and center, nice. and uh, so we had a couple of good good presentations mm -hmm. um, over the weekend. Um, Got to share a stage with uh, Bill Godshaw from Smoke Free Pennsylvania. Um, someone who has been, for those that don't know, um, Bill Godshaw has been working this issue for longer than vaping um, in, in the state of Pennsylvania <clears throat> and uh, I believe in, in front of the FDA as well. Yes. Um, but, uh, and also uh, Bill and some others were. Uh, uh, quick to inform us about uh, the Allegheny County um, uh, Board of Health, Department of Health, yeah. uh, working together to implement an indoor vaping ban yes. in the county, um, which includes the city of Pittsburgh. Um, and so we, we have an updated call to action for, for people who uh, don't know. Um, and the, the kind of cool thing about this is that this, this is about as early warning as it gets. Um, not all municipalities enjoy the same um, amount of process in, in passing one of these things. Right. But uh, this, is, this is still at the level of the Board of Health. So essentially what's happened up until now is... Mm -hmm. um, the Board of Health proposed the ordinance. They ran it by the kind of county attorneys or the legal committee or the whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, they reported back and said, okay, the language is good. And then uh, brought it back for a, a, a hearing. Sure. And uh, there were, from what I understand, over 400 correspondences opposing this ordinance uh, and zero in favor. <laughs> wow. And um, at the time, they they sort of did this thing where they just, they pass it out of that committee to mm -hmm. kind of keep it alive, keep the discussion sure. going. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, they did not, uh, they didn't schedule a, another public hearing. Mm -hmm. um, but it sounds like uh, Bill and probably a couple other people raised enough of a ruckus that uh, that was changed. And so now uh, there is a public hearing on August 15th, I believe. I'm not looking mm -hmm. at our update. Um, um, yeah, uh, but you have to make calls or emails regarding your testimony on the 14th by 1 uh, p.m.? That's the deadline. The deadline to sign up to speak Mm -hmm. is 24 hours in advance of the hearing. So okay. 
if you do want to speak or if you or otherwise just submit testimony, the deadline mm -hmm. is Sunday, August 14th by 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I would strongly recommend that people who want to speak uh, coordinate with Bill um, right. or, uh, or perhaps uh, Steel City Vapors have been kind of organizing this. I don't have any contact information for them, but um, right. you know, use, the, use the Google. Um, uh, and they were actually instrumental in getting a bunch of, I think they might have generated 400 handwritten letters. I, I, I don't exactly wow. know what that was, but um, so yeah, they're, I believe they are in Pittsburgh. And uh, so props to them for, for getting organized. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's great to have the opposing testimony, um, but you don't want to overwhelm them with 50 people signed up to speak and then everybody gets like a minute or two. Um, so it, it's a good idea to coordinate with some of the people on the ground and, and make sure that everybody's testimony is uh, going to be relevant and long enough. Sure. Uh, so that's that. But otherwise, uh, you know, that, that, that hearing room, which is in downtown Pittsburgh, uh, I believe it is the largest hearing room in, in uh, Pittsburgh City Hall. Um, that, that should be packed. There, there should be, I believe, no less than 100 people showing up. So um, in the meantime, you can take advantage of our call to action. We have a pre-written letter, which is fully editable. Um, which, I mean, you can delete the whole thing and just throw your personal story in there if you want. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and email that or, uh, or use the contact information provided to email your own letter. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that. And, and then, uh, it, so yeah, this will probably take a few months. Right now it's in the Board of Health, Health Department, and then it moves on eventually to the full county council. Okay. Uh, so like I said, we're just getting started with that one. Okay. But uh, tell you. Was, was Bill hot about the tax? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's a ridiculous tax. Everybody's hot about it, I, and I, you know that was that was certainly on everybody's mind. Um, you know, there's some further interpretation of the language. There there are people working on it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so it's something important to remember. Uh, the legislature is in recess right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, there are some, some folks out there that have, uh, you know, on their own, uh, started generating phone calls to specific lawmakers mm -hmm. during this recess. Sure. Um, and so that's, that's what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, we are working closely with Pennsylvania Safada right. uh, to kind of figure out where CASA will fit in uh, mm -hmm. eventually with, with these efforts. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there, there's some further interpretation of, of the law okay. that, uh, kind of specifies exactly what's going to be taxed. And, uh, the, the current thinking is that the definition of electronic cigarette doesn't include uh, say a mod or a, a tank or an atomizer sold individually. Right. Now, if you sell those things together, it fits the definition, but okay. by itself, just the mod mm -hmm. doesn't 
fit the definition. So the, the thinking is that this tax is actually on a fully completed SIG alike or uh, say, uh, you know, an ego starter kit where everything's sold together um, or an all-in-one and uh, the e-liquid. It's, <laughs> it's not much of a consolation, but uh, it is something to consider uh, that, you know, I mean, any kind of, any, any kind of crack where, you know, it, it may not be as, as disastrous as, as we think it is going to be, um, potentially that's, you know, a few more shops that, that may be able to survive it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it doesn't save the day by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, obviously as far as we're concerned, the more people that can stay open, the better. The better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, and, you know, my perspective on that is it's important for people to understand that and be able to, you know, review, review the law and review their own personal situation and, and see, you know, where they're, where they sit and, and whether or not they are actually, you know, if that changes something for, you know, five people, then, then awesome. And, and that's great. But um, at the end of the day, it is still a horrible tax. It is completely yeah. I mean, it's just unworkable. And can can you clarify the five years in jail thing for me, please, about this uh, Pennsylvania tax? So, I was I, I I took a little bit of license in in sort of reporting that in our um, update. Mm -hmm. uh, that is sort of the harshest penalty for what for one particular kind of violation, and that is you know the state determining if you intentionally. Um, try to evade the taxes. Okay. Um, it, I mean, that, <laughs> well, that that specifically can be applied, I think, mainly to um, manufacturers or retailers. Sure. Uh, that would be the most serious infraction. There's monetary penalties as well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everything, I, as far as, as I understand it, in Pennsylvania, things tend to... Um, have that monetary penalty as well okay. as the potential for jail time. Okay. Um, I think the steepest penalty for say a consumer or according to Pennsylvania, an unclassified importer, right. um, is, is like up to a year in jail. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So and there's a lot of discussion about that too. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll clarify this. So, you know, a lot of people are saying that there's just no way that the state is going to go after individual consumers for importing or, you know, even traveling back into the state with, with product that they haven't paid the tax on. Sure. And, you know, on one hand, that's that's true. I mean, it, that the amount of resources the state would have to use is, is just, it would make it completely not worth it. Uh, right, but to, you get pulled over for a traffic violation or something? I mean... I mean, well, you know, that comes down to the police officer. Like, do they, mm -hmm. do they really want to get into it? I, is it really their jurisdiction? Is it, you know, like, I, I, you know, and, and it's for, all, it's all gray area until it happens. You know it, what I mean? Exactly. And, and the example that I gave to people was, you know, yeah, I, I get that, that it's, it's too much for the state to really seriously consider enforcing it with the full force of 
whatever an uh, agency would is enforcing this. Um, but uh, here's here's an, an example. I, I lived in Lancaster County in Pennsylvania um, for for quite a while, and back in the '90s, um, it was sort of discovered that there was a, there was a blue law on the books, uh, and it was no dancing on Sundays. <laughs> And I'm fairly certain this law had been on the books since the 1700s. Uh-huh. Um, and they never repealed it. Well, there was, uh, there is still a, a, a nightclub downtown. And uh, they would have their all-ages shows on Sundays. Uh-huh. And uh, there was also a curfew. So that was, that was uh, adhered to. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so no dancing on Sundays, and uh, the local police department didn't start enforcing it until, um, I guess, the club, you know, pissed somebody off in in the city council, yep, uh, or pissed off the mayor's office. I, I can't remember what it was. So, you know, even though it's a ridiculous law, it's still a law, and if somebody chooses to enforce it, they they've got the law behind them. They can they they, they can find a way. Right. Um, even if it's to kind of satisfy some sort of personal vendetta. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the law gets used for regulatory revenge all the time. I was just, uh, I was reading something about that uh, with code enforcement happening in a small town. So it does happen. You know, it yeah. happens all the time. No one's above corruption. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, so I see Senator Johnson is going for his third round with the FDA. I have to admit, I haven't. Um... No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised a that he got a response, and b that he's going for a third round with these guys. Um, well, you know, it, it's it's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. This is, and this is. Uh, been kind of what I suspected is that you know it, it's like it's like the power company sending you you know a warning and then a 30 day notice and then so on it's 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 just sure. this is what this is part of the process so um, and I believe I, I don't know how many letters I think it's three uh, I think he's reached the limit here and then we'll be um, working on uh, I, I believe the correct term is subpoena mm-hmm. he will subpoena members of the FDA to uh um, testify in front of the committee. Sure. Um, as far as I know, I, I think that's, I think procedure. that's, that, yeah. that's procedure and that's, I believe in the works. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. And I, I do know that, that a couple that, that, uh, people have been sort of, uh, people got a message to go ahead and start pressuring, uh, Senator Johnson to, um, call for a, formal legislative inquisition um it's it's actually subpoena that's 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 what as i understand it's Mm -hmm. you you would be issuing a subpoena that's that's the legal term um there's uh, inquisition is not the word um so uh but you know our feeling on that is that you know we don't really want to bother him right now Mm -hmm. he's a friend of Mm -hmm. the vaping so uh let's let's keep him a friend of the vaping uh there may come a time i believe in september early September when uh, when things readjourn um, that that it may become necessary to send him some very polite and and kindly worded messages um, to 
either offer support or um, maybe urge him politely to um, to subpoena the FDA yeah. to call a hearing. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I would I would sort of recommend that people uh, mm -hmm. not overwhelm the office. Oh, sure. it's fine. You want to send him, you know, a, a heartfelt letter saying thank you and mm -hmm. keep up the good work. Uh, but I, I just we don't want to bombard him with with sure. stuff right now. Well, I think um, he's got other stuff on his plate now. He's trying to collect for his reelection campaign too. And yeah, that's, that's trying to keep his job. <laughs> yeah, that's that's coming up soon, and that's uh, he's he's lost a lot of support actually, a lot of monetary support. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's, so I'm sure he's concerned with other things as as well as the FDA. Yeah. So. Yep. yep. So. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that's <laughs> oh, that. no, no, HR 2058 picked up three new. Oh yeah. It's been a couple weeks since we've done this. So, um, yeah, yeah we added three more co-sponsors, um, mm -hmm. which is, which is always good news. Um, and, uh, you know, for what it's worth, these are people that are also, I, I would assume likely to, uh, put some support behind the Cole Bishop amendment when, and if that, that comes to some sort of vote. Um, and, uh, and, you know, behind the scenes, we're going to need people working to keep that in the appropriations bill. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't have the names in front of me, but, uh, Tom McClintock, California, um, uh, Todd Young, Indiana, Mick Mulvaney, South Carolina. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, and we have our, our thank you campaign up for that as well so if you live in any of those districts if any of those guys are your representative um please please send them a thank you note they like getting thank you notes from constituents yes they do that's a big thing they love it and it uh, it helps keep the conversation alive mm -hmm. it does thank you letters are always nice it makes it makes people feel good so yeah it's an yep. awesome thing is that about it for this week, you think, Alex? Pretty much. Um, okay. This coming weekend, I will be in Tacoma, Washington. The uh, Pink Lung Brigade uh, is a part of a uh, couple of... Sorry, that was probably really loud. Uh, Pink <laughs> Lung Brigade is a couple of... Uh, I, think there's a, I think one's a fundraiser. The other one's sort of a consumer night at a shop out there, mm -hmm. um, Obsidian Vape. Um so uh, I'm, I'm primarily going out to hang out with uh, Washington advocates because we haven't really uh, developed those connections yet. And right. uh, we need to be able to work with them and, um, mm -hmm. and also, you know, just lend some support out there as well. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I haven't really hung out in, I, I don't think I've ever been to Washington State. So, um, hey, good weekend trip. Yeah, sounds like fun. Um, thank you, Alex, for everything you do, and thank you for coming on. I know you've been really busy, so thank you for everything. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure as always, um, and we'll see you maybe next week or the week after. I'll probably be traveling, so might as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or not, or or you'll you'll just hear me give my amazing CASA update, which is like seven <laughs> minutes long. So, uh, thank you again, Alex. And right. we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya.
fan. 